0: Thanks to Super Beats Heart Chews for supporting the Apple Bits XL. Add two delicious plant-based Super Beats Heart Chews to your morning routine and promote heart-healthy energy for your day without a caffeine crash. Get up to 45% off plus free shipping at superbeats.com slash Apple Bits. All right, everybody, let's get to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the Apple Bits XL. Brian Tong here, your host. Doing the most for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. It is episode 219. Yeah, you know we don't stop. Welcome, everybody. If you are new to the show, this is where we talk about all the latest Apple news for the week. It's like our weekly wrap-up and how it affects kind of the greater tech world as a whole. If you are a returning listener, thank you so much for continuing to come back. Uh, We're going to have some fun because we got a guest for the show, special guest, Andrew O'Hara, editor, and video producer over at Apple Insider. So we're going to talk about uh, some new Apple Watch Series 8, or I guess you could say old Apple Watch Series 8 rumors reignited. We've got the Apple AR VR headset shown off for the very first time. And what's cool about having Andrew on the show is that he covers really everything in the HomeKit space. So we really dig deep and dive into what is apple doing and what do they need to do and he offers some really good insights about what's happening around the smart home and home kit all right this show is brought to you by you patreon.com slash brian tong is how you support my content it supports the videos it supports this podcast and what do you get starting at two dollars a month five dollars a month which is like a cup of coffee 10 the 25 or the 100 platinum apple level you get early access to my content Bonus rewards at different levels and a completely ad-free version of this show. You don't hear any ads. You don't hear this once you go on patreon.com slash Tong. So thank you for continuing to support all my content and allowing me to continue to do this. You are all freaking amazing. And also, if you want to be a part of the show, all you got to do is call in. And how do you call in? Well, you record a voice memo on your phone. Send it into applebitsshow at gmail.com. That's applebits with a Z, your name, where you're from, what you want to talk about. Look, I, I get it. The call's been low because really we've heard a lot of the same rumors, a lot, a lot, a lot. So I can't wait till we get some new hardware to talk about or a new software, WWDC now a couple weeks away. So we are getting very close to that. So just call in, record that voice memo, send it in applebitsshow at com. All right, let's get to it. And before we jump into this with Andrew O'Hara from Apple Insider, I do have to apologize because during my during my call The computer took my AirPods instead of my nice, fancy-schmancy mic. So this is going to be an episode where the mic does not sound as hot as you'd like from me. I am sorry, but yeah, I know it happens. I think that's maybe only the second time it's happened out of 219 episodes. So just bear with me. It's still a good interview, but it just doesn't sound as crispy and clean. So let's get to it. All right, everybody, got another special guest in the house for the show. This is a first-timer. You've never heard him on the show before, but we got to welcome Andrew O'Hara, video producer and editor over at Apple Insider. Andrew, thanks for coming on, buddy.
1: Yeah, of course, man. Absolutely.
0: Uh, You know, we met for the first time in person at CES. And, you know, sometimes that's how these collaborations happen. That's how people get together. And you're like, yo, let's do something. I'm like, yes, let's do something. So, you know, I just want to say, Thanks for coming on. And maybe you could tell people a little bit about where they can find your work and a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It was actually really nice to, to meet people at CES because it's been so <laughs> weird the last couple of years. So it was refreshing to be back in Vegas for us. So that was great. Um, I've got stuff everywhere. Uh, like you said, I, I produce videos for the Apple Insider YouTube channel. I do all those videos. I also write uh, a lot of uh, smart home news for Apple Insider and do a lot of reviews over there. And then I have the uh, the HomeKit Insider podcast that I co-host with Stephen Robles, uh, focus on all things HomeKit and smart home. And uh, I ramble on Twitter at Andrew underscore OSU. And I have my personal YouTube channel, which is more like, I don't know, random stuff because I don't compete with the the Apple Insider audience. So I've got just random stuff going on over there, like random like Lego stuff or cool Grove made gear, just random things that I like and just do videos for.
0: Well, this is cool because we're going to talk about, you know, a couple of the, you know, kind of headline stories that are in the Apple ethos and community. But then also, you know, I want to ask you some stuff about HomeKit things as well, because I think that that's an area that continues to kind of grow, but some people are frustrated with it. We have the whole Matter platform coming together. So, I want to, we'll talk about that in a second, but let's kind of talk about at least one of the bigger stories that's happening right now. I know it's like the lull before WWDC. So, maybe the well might be a little drier than at certain times, depending on your beat. But, you know, we had always had these big rumors last year about the Apple Watch. And it's going to be a flat Apple Watch. And we had all these crazy renders and everyone got really juiced about them. And then when Apple renounced their actual Apple Watch, it wasn't what all the rumors had kind of set our expectations. I mean, everyone was on board with it. Um, but now we have, you know, kind of another report follow, followed up by John Prosser and, you know, a couple other leakers that are saying, hey, um, that Apple Watch that you saw last year might be the Apple Watch you see this year with the flat edge design, flat screen design, kind of the flat body, or it might be the rugged design, or it might not be it at all. So now it's kind of like, maybe they were ahead of the gun. It does exist, but will we see it? And so I'm just curious about what your thoughts are about the Apple Watch. I mean, how how big a role does the Apple Watch even play in your life?
1: I love the Apple Watch. I mean, it's it's crazy how much um, you know I use this thing, but I still think there's room for them to grow. It's just getting more difficult on kind of what they can iterate with, with hardware. Right. I mean, th- these, these sensors that they want to put in, like I know people got super jazzed and bring back the word jazz, by the way, that's a thing now. Oh, let's, I like um, ja-
0: I like well, ja- jazz hands, too. <laughs> jazz hands, jazz, hands, jazz yeah. fingers.
1: Yeah. Um, but people were so jazzed about having like the glucose monitor and I'm like a type one diabetic. I'm like, there's no way that is happening mm. like, in the Apple watch. And even if there is, it's going to be such a, like a general, reading like oh it's it's going high or low very very general not replacing like a dedicated cgm that you know diabetics have to use and that's still like looking like 2030 or something by the earliest that that stuff's going to make it in there so some of these sensors that they want to do i just are still years away so they're left kind of what are they going to do to keep juicing those apple watch sales like i don't know it seems like it's getting harder for them to find stuff to do. I really like the Apple Watch, but maybe this redesign is what they need to keep people buying new models.
0: Which Apple Watch do you, are you one that upgrades every year or which model do you have? Because I didn't upgrade for the longest time. I stayed on a four until the seven came out because it was actually, you know, I actually enjoyed the larger screen. So I'm curious, like, did you do similar things or are you someone that always upgrades the Apple Watch?
1: I always upgrade mine, man. I do. um, Partially... For no reason, because like I agree, I like, go from watch to watch, and I'm like, man, I barely notice a difference with mm. this one versus previous models. And sometimes I look at like, man, I love this new larger display and like the keyboard. But some of those things irk me the way that they present them. Like when they introduce those new QWERTY keyboards on the series seven, they're like, Oh, because it has a new larger screen, we're able to <laughs> give it a QWERTY keyboard. I'm like, okay, but the, the 44 millimeter was still larger than like the new smaller size. So like, why couldn't have like the larger watch had it in years past? Mm-hmm. So like, I wish there would be more benefits to the larger faced models. So I, I don't know. It just seems you're like, right, it's like hard sh- stuff. Yeah, and, the
0: exhale because I think you're absolutely right. I mean, look, someone, someone like me who, you know, I kind of think about, Okay yes, we review tech for a living, but just because we review it, I think of, I think of myself as like, as a consumer, like, would I really buy this? And to your point about it not evolving enough from four to five to six to seven, we've really seen, okay, other than the always on display, a slightly bigger display once we hit the seven. Um, Yes, there was the blood oxygen sensor, but even to your point someone who's not. Yeah. And how many people are actually using that? Honestly, like daily? No, it's just not happening. And so even to your point, you say being the diabetic and talking about that, when I heard about blood glucose, I was like, this is amazing, but there is no way based on the reports that had happened a couple of years ago that this was coming anytime soon. And again, to your point, if it does any type of reading, it's going to be so general. Maybe it'll, it, it won't get down to like the nitty gritty metrics that you really need. It might say, Maybe it maybe it gives you an indication like, hey, you should you should eat an apple, or you know what I mean? Like that, that might be the the, the most advanced that they can get based on very general readings. So for the, for this technology to be very specific um or accurate enough that it can give advice that is proper and not in, inaccurate, that's gonna take some time. And so I don't, you know, I remember reports saying. 2025, and like you said, maybe as far down as 2020, 2030. Who knows, quite honestly, when we're going to see it? And it seems because of the direction that the Apple Watch has gone more into look, fitness and health sensors. If there are no health sensors, it doesn't feel like much is happening. And even from the OS side, not much is happening. Let's say this year they do the new design, that is going to help reinvigorate sales. I'd also like to see them actually give us more accurate sleep tracking if they can do anything maybe they can do something like this. We know they'll throw some Apple fitness plus features at us. Um, but you know, do we really use it much differently? Not really.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think sleep tracking is something they can definitely continue to iterate on right now. It's such a general, general, like they measure what your, um, your two or something throughout the night. And then the hours are like, all they do at the moment. So yeah, there's a lot more they can do with sleep tracking. We've seen third-party apps, whether those are accurate, separate question, but we see third-party apps do some cool stuff with it. I think the other spot they could finally do something with would be custom watch faces. And I don't mean open it up completely. They can do like kind of how they do with widgets and have like a really strong framework in place where like, okay, you can place complications, but they're able to like adjust fonts or background images, things like that, that you can kind of build your own faces a, a little bit. That's still going to be, you know, battery conscious and the like. So I think there's room for them to actually open up to third party faces. And that would generate a lot of interest on, you know, third party apps that could install new faces for your watch. I think that's one of the most things that I see people asking me about in my videos.
0: So, you know, we're talking about Apple Watch, but I'm going to kind of, I'm going to kind of jump around topics. I mean, Apple Watch, The software obviously has a lot to grow. Uh, I didn't feel like we really got much at all last year. Uh, They were trying to sell us on the idea of you're going to really play with photos on your Apple Watch. I've never like, (laughs) look at your collection. You like, (laughs) no, when I saw when I saw that presentation, I'm like, no, no one's no one's doing that right now. And no one's going to do that right now.
1: You know who does that right now? My, oh my three gosh. year old nephew he literally <laughs> will like sit on my lap or something. And then he'll like hit the button to go to the home screen and he knows the photos icon and he'll open it up and he'll just swipe through all the photos. Like he just knows how to use devices at three years old. I'm like, you're the only person who is going to use photos on the Apple watch. That's it.
0: That Maybe they need to make an Apple watch kids, make an Apple watch yeah. kids and just put that photo feature in there as the front facing feature. And maybe that next generation, not our generation but that next generation is going to really be into photos on their Apple watch. I really think Maybe. that there's a, a potential.
1: That... <laughs> the portrait okay. face is cool though, right? How they separate the depth of field and they put like the text behind like the person's heads. Like that's kind of cool. It's like very extra. It's a lot I mean, of attention to detail for a super tiny feature, but it's a neat job.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I haven't used, I really haven't used portrait uh, portrait watch faces at all, but you have. You do. It's your own portrait. It's your own portrait, isn't it? You look at yourself on your watch.
1: <laughs> it's usually a uh, dog, <laughs> uh, cat, uh, wife, those three. Okay. Not that's fair, that fair.
0: That's fair. That's, <laughs> oh yeah. We better be careful there. We better be careful there. Andrew. All right. You know, um, we're, we're getting right before WWDC. And I'm just kind of curious for you, what's the most important OS or thing that you hope comes out of it? You know, there's so many products now. Apple has such a massive you know, there's so many different OSs, things are happening in some, things aren't happening in other, and that's understandable because of just how, you know, widespread all these products are and how they have different tweaks. So what what do you think, or what would you like to see at WWDC from a standpoint of which OS is most important to, to kind of get a little oomph?
1: Um, I think, for me, I think it's kind of the smart home stuff. I mean, one thing I'd like to see is actual app, Apple actually do something different for larger screen devices, whether it's the larger iPads or the larger iPhones, because they never seem to care. Like they literally don't do anything but scale things up. And that's pretty much it. So I like that as one option, but just the general home, um, there's not like even a home OS yet. We've heard like it might be a thing, but like the HomePod software, the Apple TV software and the HomeKit backbone to all of that, has a lot of stuff that apple needs to do i still would like to see a hardware display from apple like a smart home display mm. that you know could have siri and you can integrate calendars and family stuff and uh photos or whatever else i mean i'm i'm kind of jealous of like the google nest hubs and things like that so i'd love if apple did something in that space but the software of all of that honkin needs to grow apple tv's TVOS is barely received any updates, and there's still a lot of weird stuff to it. Like trying to play a video like from the TV app, it tries to jump me into like the Spectrum app. Like, why am I? Why is it not prioritizing like Hulu that I pay for without ads? Like, there's so many little things that need to be updated in just the home part of Apple's uh, portfolio.
0: You know, I love your perspective because you do do a HomeKit podcast, and I think that you've seen it. I've got to imagine, right? You know, we know people that have purchased smart home accessories and devices are like, this This is a ripe space that Apple just hasn't gotten their ish together in, right? What do you think about, do you think it's been, you know, Apple again, kind of at least thinking, hey, we're going to have HomeKit, we're going to have people sign on for our platform, and we're going to keep it siloed away from everyone else. And we're going to blow it up because that's worked with the iPhone and things like that it hasn't worked out that way um what do you think maybe has been a strategic misstep or is it because they're spread too thin or is it because matter is just taking a, the matter platform is taking a long time to come together what do you think maybe some of those bugaboos are with apple and smart home
1: i think it's all three of those i think the first thing that slowed apple down out of the gate that you you could say it was a stumble but it was a calculated you know, step on their part is the security and privacy. That's been such a big thing for Apple. And they made that like paramount to mm. our home. And the more things we see about like Waze cameras sharing access to stuff, the security issues with the the ring cameras and the fact that there was like people in the data center, that could jump into live views, the security implications with Amazon owning ring and Eero and such, uh, let alone all the, the Amazon assistant devices that go through such a lax process to get certified. Um, You have people like hacking into baby monitors, all sorts of stuff. And it's never been an issue with HomeKit. So like, but devoting all the extra time to, I mean, when HomeKit initially launched, you had to have a physical hardware chip in your product. It wasn't even a software thing that they can do now. So that was really hard to get them out of the gate. And they don't make any of their own like HomeKit products other than speakers. Whereas Amazon does make, you know, several things now that work with Amazon. And I think that just helps buoy it up. Amazon, of course, has that advantage of being able to market stuff really cheap and hope you're going to use its speakers to buy things through Amazon uh, and data collect, as we also found out (laughs) recently. So I think that was part of it. The same time I agree, like with Matter, like they do want to support Matter. We've talked about this at length and I could talk about it forever, but with Matter coming out, HomeKit is still going to be siloed. Like you're still going to have Matter and HomeKit, and you're going to have devices that are going to work in both, and you're still going to need more or less two certifications for the best HomeKit experience. And I think the advantage here for Apple is that they can introduce features that are exclusive to HomeKit that aren't in Matter. So you'll have everything that's in Matter will work with HomeKit, and then you're gonna have HomeKit devices that are gonna work even better. Things like the adaptive lighting for lights or home key support for door locks. Those are gonna be exclusive HomeKit features versus basic control with matter. So I think we could see that improve more, but between focusing on security, focusing on you know getting matter out the door and matter being delayed, it's given Apple a struggle to gain a bigger foothold in the smart home space.
0: All right, thanks again to Super Beats Heart Chews for sponsoring the podcast. You know, as we age, the fatigue and lack of endurance we feel, we can't always be fixed with more and more caffeine. So introducing a new way to start your day, Super Beats Heart Chews. They're a tasty treat that give you the energy you need and are good for you. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. Add two delicious plant-based Super Beats Heart Chews to your morning routine and promote heart-healthy energy for your day without a caffeine crash. Because Super Beats Heart Chews' unique, clinically researched grapeseed extract promote heart-healthy energy and normal blood pressure as part of a healthy lifestyle. The grapeseed extract used in Super Beats Heart Chews has been clinically shown to be two times as effective at supporting normal blood pressure as a healthy lifestyle alone. Do more for your heart and treat yourself with Super Beats Heart Chews. Now, I've been using them since last year, and they kind of remind me of tasting like a chewy Starburst with all these healthy benefits. So they taste good. I like them, and... I'm someone who even drinks a bunch of beet juice before I play my basketball games, So I was happy to try out Super Beats hard Shoes. And they helped me give them a, like a little energy boost without me needing to go straight for the coffee machine all the time. So for my listeners only, you can get up to 45% off plus free shipping at superbeats.com slash AppleBits. It's their best offer available anywhere. That's superbeats.com slash AppleBits. Get up to 45% off at superbeats.com slash AppleBits. Do you think that, I mean, I'm always of the school of thought of never say never, never bet against Apple just because of how big they are, because of how large of their marketing muscle and just the machine that they are. Um, But let's say from, let's start, even from kind of the entry point to the Apple smart home, it's right now it's only smart speakers, right? You know, that mm-hmm. that that's really the main the main entry point that someone can first kind of get an experience is we've seen like kind of the market share numbers and Apple is like, I think the last time, if I recall, you probably even remember better than me. I think they kind of started bumping up close around like seven to maybe 10% of like the smart speaker market where you still have Amazon on top pretty high. I think they're around, around over the 50s-ish and Google was around the 30s-ish. Um, do you think market share doesn't always mean everything, but it does give an indication of how people are responding to this. Where do you think, do you think that Apple can actually make a bump up or what might be able to help them kind of grab more market share in the future?
1: I don't know, man. I, I think the HomePod mini made a big impact because again, it's like, oh, cool. Let's, we're going to launch a smart speaker compared to everything else. Amazon and Google literally give their products away. Like they come free (laughs) with everything from Sirius to cars to freaking ovens. Like all sorts of, you get a new thing and you have ring devices pre-installed on new houses. Like when we bought our house, it literally had a ring on the front porch. Um, Oh, wow. I don't know if it actually had anything like to set it up with because I removed it, but they just come free, like with everything. And Apple's like, we're going to have our own speaker and it's 300 some dollars. (laughs) Yeah. As good as it was, that's a hard sell. So a HomePod Mini coming in ninety-nine bucks, that's going to be a much bigger thing. And I know we bought many more. We only had like two HomePods before, and now we've picked up like five HomePod Minis across the house. So I think a lot of people are doing similar stuff. So I think that that helps at lower price point. Um, I think having some innovative piece of hardware like a smart display.
0: I, t- I totally agree with you on that, hundred percent. Because I love the Google Nest Hub. And, uh, and, you know, there's, there's always been products out there. that are like, if only Apple did their own, right. Right. You yeah. there's, and that's one of those products where you're just like, come on guys. Like it's, it is low hanging fruit and maybe, you know, it's not going to happen anytime soon from what we can tell based on the room reels. But that is once maybe certain things are in place, that's, that's a space where they they can convince people to jump over. If they can really push the security, then also sudden the matter platform is there. And then they have kind of yeah. a screen device that ties it together. Finally, I don't know how much they're going to charge just gonna for say,
1: it, but that's- that new low cost Apple TV option. That's huge. The way that that works with HomeKit, like being able to see your doorbell on your TV, yes, like things like that are great in HomeKit. So if they had a fifty dollar whatever uh, HomeKit Apple TV dongle, it'd be awesome.
0: Yeah, it'd be good. So um, you are still. I, I know you said right before we talked. Before we actually started the podcast, you kind of talked about how you got some new HomeKit devices. Did you want to talk about one or two of them that you think is interesting, at least, for people that are listening? I know they can't see this.
1: I know. Well, I think the one I'm most excited about is the EVE Outdoor Camera. So this is a HomeKit Secure Video Outdoor uh, Video Camera. It has the built-in floodlight. They're built-in camera, motion sensor, HomeKit Secure Video, which means everything's stored inside of iCloud. No relying on third-party servers, no subscription fees anything like that, the way Apple ties its stuff in together is what I think makes home like so magical for me. So like with a camera, it knows someone who is like on camera and it knows that because it has access to your local uh, photo library. So it can like literally see like, me walk in the backyard and it's like, Oh, based on like what's literally locally on your devices. I know that that's you and you can customize notifications for like, you know, not you versus strangers, Things like that. So I'm excited about this thing. Uh, I just got it in a couple of days ago, and it's been raining, so I haven't been able to install it outside. So it's <laughs> Wait, been like where do you inside. live? <laughs> where Ohio, do you live?
0: Oh. Central Ohio. Yeah. So it's then wet your, and gross. Your Twitter tag is Ohio State University.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're I went guy. to Ohio State, and I am. I am.
0: Yeah, and you're all, and very proud of it because that's why it's in my Twitter handle.
1: Absolutely, and also it's one of those things where you have it for so long you can't change it. I mean, I am <laughs> proud true. of it. I, I wouldn't that's change true. it. But also at this point, it's like I've said it in every video I've done for the past like ten years. So,
0: <laughs> it's that's true. That's true too. time soon, I think it's fascinating. So you know that that uh, home security camera that you have, it took. I I'm a recent homeowner as of two years ago, and I literally was waiting out for the longest time to make a decision on. Uh, home security, at least video platform. And Mm -hmm. that device didn't exist at the time, but just recently, maybe as far back as maybe like three or four months ago, I finally was like, Hey, I have a nest hub. I'm going to go Google nest and I'm enjoying it. But it's one of those things where in any moment, other moment in time, I would have logically thought I need to get whatever is the Apple ecosystem smart home setup, but because it hasn't been robust enough and Definitely, you know there are obviously security implications, but it was like, man, I just like the Nest system from from a standpoint of aesthetics, and it works well for me. And I know that a lot of people that are old time Nest users are like, it's not it's not the same as what it used to be, even. And I'm like, yeah, I get that, right? From some of the feature standpoints of recording video and content, but um, I'm I'm happy with it. But I would have I would have been happier, like to your point, from a standpoint of security options to really try and choose an a home kit option, but there just weren't many that I was really uh, sat that was ha- that was happy with. So I think that that the new uh, home security camera that you have, I mean, that sounds intriguing. And the design is pretty nice too. I do like the Google Nest designs for their cameras. They look really sick.
1: I always liked the Google Nest one because didn't they buy DropCam? Like they didn't even start their hardware initially. They bought I liked DropCam and they bought Drop mm-hmm. Cam and turned to the next cams. Um. Yeah, I liked all those a lot, but like you said, with the HomeKit space, there's there was n- none for the longest. I think it was time. like one. I think it was and one then, for
0: the longest time, right?
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh, when HomeKit first started doing the video, you had like the D-Link Omnia, which was <laughs> like a tiny little space heater. It was crazy how hot that thing got. And then, yeah, it's expanded since then. But only a few years ago did they add HomeKit secure video and recording in iCloud. And then even that comes out, like you can have five, you can have five cameras, and that is it if you want them to record. Only like last year did they unlock it to enable Unlimited for the iCloud Plus subscribers. So it's just like there's like barrier after barrier of getting mm-hmm, to like mm-hmm. that perfect spot that we need to be. I still like there's right. only 1080p recording. Still yeah. only 1080, no 2K or 4K. I
0: mean that that hey, that maybe WWDC, you're gonna get that. Maybe. Maybe. maybe it's time every every year. So I th- I think that's cool what you brought up because we don't, you know, because that's one of your beats and what you specialize in and that's why I love having you on here. Most people don't have the breadth of knowledge and talk about HomeKit as extensively as you do and so I would, you know, definitely for people that are listening, you know, follow what you do because I think that it's a space that has really quite honestly out of all the Apple products, the most potential to grow, right? And it's not because it's just that things are starting to finally fall in place. We're starting to see like real growth and expansion in it. And so, um, and maybe that down the road convinces me to change out my system. Not right now, not anytime soon, but um, maybe it does. So HomeKit, WWDC announcements, that's what you're hoping for the most for you personally, right?
1: I think so. Just across the board, there's a lot of little things. We need new, we need new uh, devices, uh, robotic yeah. vacuum cleaners, like... Why, why don't we I get them know. out through shortcuts? Just give me your support.
0: Yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree with you on that. Okay, we're going to talk about a product in the future that is, uh, I don't want to say if it's much maligned, but it, it, it's intriguing, yet it's frustrating, yet we're like, dude, what, what's going to happen? Um, you know, the the Apple glasses, Apple VR, Apple mixed reality, Apple AR headset, what? Uh, I think everyone in this Apple space has been covering this for, geez, it feels like five years now. Who knows how long it's been? Um, I think that internally they started at least roughly developing and pursuing the project some sometime I think in like 2016 or so. But um, Apple, let's, call it, let's just call it Apple Glasses for now, even though it's not Apple Glasses. I don't know, Apple Headset. Okay, what, what, what are your thoughts on that? Because I think that I'm excited, but I'm not excited. And then I think about it more and I'm like, I don't know if I really want this, but where, where are you at with the Apple headset project?
1: I think this is where Apple feel like did this with iPad and with Apple Watch. And that is they have this great idea, great tech and good people behind it, but they don't really know what it needs to do. And they it takes them time to figure that out. With Apple Watch, they definitely pivoted mm-hmm. and focused really heavily on um, you know the fitness and well-being stuff with ipad it did some weird things at first and they basically made it into like that you know full-on computer with this, I agree I'm like I don't know what to do like the apple's never been like big into gaming, which i feel like is the biggest part about like VR and stuff right now. I mean I guess they've been pushing with Apple arcade but we've yet to see like a big flagship title ever come to the platform just little mobile games. so, I feel like they just don't know what to do with it. And like you said, it's like, okay, VR. Oh, and then, then it's AR. Then it's mixed reality. Like, which one is it? And like with Johnny Ive, I remember he was having that whole deal with like, he doesn't like the straight VR because it's isolating. And I thought about that because I was debating on getting an Oculus. And I was like, oh, cool. I can watch football games. I'm like, I'm just going <laughs> to sit in the living room with all my friends and watch a game like on my face. No. so uh, I just don't know what, it's, what the, the use case is, I guess
0: the hard, the hardest thing for me is like first of all i would say you know because i think they're what they start at 299 now if you can you should really give the the oculus the oculus like seriously the oculus 2 or sorry the meta the meta headset my bad no one's no one's calling it the meta it honestly is really badass especially if you can play some games with friends like i play like vr mini golf with my nephews That's really badass. There's some great experiences, but again, all the experiences that I really enjoy on the Oculus are game based and it's with people. Right. Um, And to your point, Apple doesn't have the best reputation, nor does it have a robust enough, you know, gaming ecosystem from a standpoint of people are not going to Apple for gaming. Right. It's a, it's an, it's a bonus add on that we enjoy, you know, on our phones, but, they People don't think Apple gaming. When people think of Oculus as a VR headset, you're thinking gaming. You're thinking of gaming before you've been thinking of VR experiences. So yeah, it's hard. And when you put on an Oculus headset, it, it is like, to me, it's simple. It's easy. The UI is easy. You jump right in. It's really fun. And I, I my, my thinking is always like, okay, well, how is Apple going to top at least this experience? Even if they have better graphics, they still need the games. Um, they probably aren't. And so does it become an AR headset, but they got to at least kind of sell people on the idea of this headset. Much like when Apple watch came out, I remember being like, dude, this is just a notifications bracelet with messages. And then they revamped the OS, I think for series three. And then you're like, oh, they, they realized they need to change things drastically. Health became a thing where as they saw user feedback, it evolved, but it took like honestly two to three years for that to find its footing. Mm -hmm. So we have this headset now. Um, if it's AR, it's not going to be a big chunky thing, and that's you know that's going to be a long ways away. No one's going to wear a big fat AR headset. We have this idea of like the ideal Apple glasses that you see in concert. Like, yo, that is like five to ten years away. Like, let's be real, that's not anywhere close. So yeah, I don't I don't know what they can do right now. Um, in the next three years, let's say next three years, to make it a compelling offering. Um, we've seen the price points thrown around around two thousand dollars. I'm like, no, <laughs> like, I, I, I'm definitely going to go Oculus there. So, um, did you did you happen to watch Google IOS uh, press event at all or not? It's okay if you didn't.
1: No, not that much. I I got the main headline stuff. I saw a lot about the the Pixel Buds and things like that. I was out of town last week, and then obviously playing catch up all this week. <laughs> yeah, I, know, uh, I know how that is with video production and stuff so yeah i'm like no i have not even had the chance to sit down and re-watch that keynote because i really want to I
0: well i think the Pixel what was phones
1: like they're really yeah. cool
0: oh they're they're clean so what was interesting about that whole keynote is at the very very end they showed a teaser we we remember google glass from years ago right how it looked like my friend boring, had one yeah right i knew someone that had one and then like literally went to like clubs and lounges with them I'm like what are you doing like take that off like it's embarrassing but what they showed off at the end of the google io keynote and people that haven't seen it it's online obviously go watch it they gave a sneak peek teaser of literally like regular frame glasses and this was not like some dream fantasy of a super crazy hyper augmented reality experience they basically took google translate and showed a a, a concept and an idea of someone wearing glasses and basically if you're talking another language there's captioning underneath that is translating them real time that you can see on the glasses and just using these glasses basically as the ability to talk and speak to other people in different countries. It even from what it looked like, the concept showed, again, it was just like a teaser interpreted sign language as well. And so I was like, damn, even that, that is just like one basic use case, but wow, that could be really useful when you go traveling and actually just, Communicating whether it's in business, where you go to these like conventions like CES and things like that. And I'm like, wow, no, one, no one had ever presented it, it just as like purely a trans a Google Translate glasses. Let's just call it that. And so I saw that. I'm like, that's a clever thing. And I think I could actually see a use case for that. Not that it's going to sell bonkers, but I'm still waiting to really see what is Apple's use case, other than you know, maybe a cool AR product in five to ten years.
1: Yeah, like a really fancy FaceTime device that'll separate your background out and make your, <laughs> your silhouette hover in front of someone. They could totally do that. Who's going to pay that much for a fancy AR FaceTime tool? I don't know, but I again, I don't know what else they're going to do.
0: If I had to ask you on a scale of one to 10, how what are your feelings towards the Apple headset project? Where are you at right now? It can always change.
1: I'm I'm just dead in the middle. Because I'm very yeah. curious at how Apple can reinvent a space. And right now we have these preconceived notions of like Google Google Glass that completely failed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Apple really having a lot of uh, legwork already with the AR stuff and AR kit. It's like, okay, there's like potential of what it could be. But at the same time, I'm just like, I don't know what it's going to be. And I don't know what it's what they're going to do with it. If it's something you're gonna wear around all the time and it's lightweight and normal and those things, that sounds very cool. But like you said, it's gonna be really far away.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh Andrew, before we go, I do want to know though the the year is still young in the Apple, you know, in the Apple world. So what is what is for you personally the product that is rumored, existing or non existing, that you are the most excited about for 2022? Whatever that is, this this is you personally.
1: Personally, I don't think it's the Apple Watch because I don't think the redesign is going to be like my major jump. Um, I haven't heard a lot yet that's going to like sway me that the iPhone this year is going to be a massive upstep. You know, slightly bigger displays, not much, not much on the the home side. And I'm pretty happy with these latest generation MacBooks. <laughs> um, I'm really, really intrigued at what a Mac Pro is going to look like. Um, mm. I want to see it. I want to try it. I don't think I'm going to buy it because I had one of the last ones and I think I'm okay with the Mac studio. So I think I'm interested in that and a home display. Cause that feels like, again, like a new product for Apple that they could actually do in the, the near future. It has been remembered. There's going to be like that home OS that's going to run on it. I think I'd be most excited for that as like a new product that I've actively wanted for years.
0: Okay. So we're going to, I'm going to cross my fingers for you. We're going to, you know how they Thank say, uh, speak it into existence a home OS display. Speak it into Perfect. existence for Andrew. That's, that's what I think. All right, my man. Um, Can you tell people once again, where they can find some of your great work?
1: Yeah, obviously uh, on Apple insider, appleinsider.com, the Apple insider, YouTube channel, just drop my name into YouTube and you'll see my personal channel as well as Apple insider or uh Twitter. I tweet things at Andrew underscore OSU.
0: Awesome, man. Hey, thank you so much for coming. First timer. On the show, we're gonna bring you back if if you want to come back. I mean, I hope you do. I hope you had
1: a good time. I'll make time. I'll make time okay. for
0: you. You gonna make time. All right, Andrew. Thanks again. Take care, and we'll talk soon. All right. Thanks, man. Okay, so there you go. Uh, I'm using the proper mic. I know it sounds like a world of difference. Um, I'm not gonna say AirPods sound like crap, but I mean, compared to this mic, it's it's not even a contest. I'm so disappointed that like sometimes you jump in these podcasts and you forget to choose the proper mic input and that's what I did but I promise you we'll be back sounding so fresh, so clean, so crisp next week. I promise, it ain't going to happen again. So what, 2 out of uh 219 episodes that's less than 1% failure rate. So, not bad. Not not too shabby. All right, everybody, before we go, we got to give big thanks. Big thanks to our Patreon supporters at the platinum apple level. That's the $100 level brandon ledford gil cabrera wesley freighter Jarrett lewis and atari koenig thank you so much and thank you to all of you who continue to support my content support my shows and allow this to keep on going um it's it's literally all because of you all right everybody that's gonna do it for this week's show we will talk to you next week same bat time same bat channel it's the apple bits xl baby take care and be safe peace